Hey, seasoned athletes, I'm Robin Leggett, and this is episode 40 of the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. This is your home for inspiring stories and motivational advice from competitive athletes representing a wide variety of sports who all share one common bond. They are all over 40 years old. We are here to prove one story at a time that age does not have to prevent you from achieving your bold athletic and fitness goals. To learn more about this podcast and see show notes from this or any episode, visit seasonedathlete.me. And if you like what you hear, I'd love it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Today, I'm coming at you with another one of my interviews from the 2018 Spartan PodFest at Spartan World Championships in Lake Tahoe last September. Today, I'm sharing my interview with Jimmy Choi. Jimmy has some impressive athletic stats. He's run countless road races, he's a long-distance bicyclist, and an American Ninja Warrior. What is perhaps most impressive is that his athletic career only started about six years ago, and that was after years of wrestling with a diagnosis of early-onset Parkinson's disease. Now, Jimmy competes with Team Fox, raising funds for the Michael J. Fox Foundation. He has become an inspiration to many in the Parkinson's community and beyond, and has passed on his love of movement and athletics to the next generation. I really enjoyed my talk with Jimmy, and I think you will too. So let's get right to it. This is Jimmy Choi. Hi, Jimmy. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for being on the Season Athlete Podcast here at Spartan PodFest. Well, thanks for having me. It's really an honor and a pleasure. Oh, the honor is mine. The pleasure is mine. (laughs) So, Jimmy, uh, I want to dig into your story because I think you have such an interesting and inspirational story, and those are the people we talk to here. So, um... You are an athlete. Well, first of all, before we get to any of that, how old are you at this moment of time? I, in time? I am 43 years old. You're my age. <laughs> so we are the same age. And um, I want to go through some of your athletic stats real quick. Okay. Uh, that I have. So, and I like uh, 5Ks, lost count. Yes. <laughs> 10Ks, lost count. And this is since 2012. Since 2012. Yeah, we'll, since we'll 2012. Get into, we'll get into that specifically. So... Too many 5Ks to count. Too many 10Ks to count. You have counted your half marathons. I have. How many have you done? Well, um, actually, I completed another one last weekend. Oh, so, so these stats I have are not accurate. They're not accurate. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually up to 103 now since 2012. Okay. So when I got at the time of the press, it was 101. So you've done two more. <laughs> yes. And then marathons. How many marathons have you done? Uh, 15 marathons. 15. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's more. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how many ultra marathons? I've done one. One ultra marathon. One's enough. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to try the thing and decide whether or not it's for you. Bucket list. Bucket list. Checked it off. Check. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, a 50 mile bike ride. Uh, so it's a, so a countless 50 mile bike rides. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done countless, uh, uh, quite a few 100 mile bike rides. And I was actually the... Um, the only person on record with Parkinson's to complete a hundred mile bike ride in under five hours. Yes. And so let's get into that because I have not mentioned that at all. (laughs) So uh, you have Parkinson's disease. Yes. um, I was diagnosed with young onset Parkinson's when I was only 27 years old back in 2003. Wow. And uh, when you received that news, how, how, how did you react to the news? Oh, it was a slap in the face. Um, I told the, uh, the neurologist at the time to go shove it. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and I didn't use such a kind word either. Oh, you, I, you're I, being I, polite for the podcast. I am. Okay. I am. Uh, yeah. I, you know, this, it could be a family show, so I'm trying to leave yeah. it clean. I appreciate that. But I, tell, I, yeah, I basically told him he was full of it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then so I went and got a second opinion. And, and when, the, when 
The second neurologist told me I had uh, Parkinson's. I told her she was <laughs> full of it. Uh, and then I went to a third neurologist and I thought, and when I was given the news again, um, I thought maybe, all right, maybe I do. Right. When you get to three people, when it's you like, get to three, they're it's, not all in, you know, they're not all full of it. Right. They can't all be full of it. Exactly. So, so but you know what? I still, I, I went immediately went into denial mm-hmm. um, and I just wanted to, to hide from it. Um, so for the next eight years, I went into a dark, a dark moment of my life where I just, I did nothing for myself. I did nothing to learn about the disease, um, how to care for myself and, and how my family should interact with me and, 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 and how to deal with it as a, as a family. Uh, instead, I wanted to take a pill Mm-hmm. And make it go away. Make it go away. Yeah. How'd that uh, work for you? It, it didn't. <laughs> so that first eight years, I, I, I let uh, the disease progress to the point where um, I was falling over all the time. I was losing my balance. Uh, rigidity and stiffness is, is my primary symptom. And um, it, it just became hard to move and get, get up in, in the morning. Uh, I was walking with a cane. Mm-hmm. And because it was ho- so hard for me to move, I became less active. And uh, I weighed 240 pounds. I started gaining a lot of weight. Um, so eight years in, walking with a cane, 240 pounds. And, and really, how old were you at that time? Uh, so that, by that time, I was 35 Yeah, so very young. It's still young, yeah. yeah. Just started a family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my kids, my, my, my daughter was only two years old. Um, my son was uh, 10 months old. And uh, it was at that moment... Um, I was carrying him down the stairs and I decided to leave my cane on top of the stairs, which was the worst thing I could have done. And yet, but if I think about it now, it probably is the best thing that could have happened to me. I fell down the stairs with my son. Uh, he's okay because I kept him above me the entire way. Um, but that was my rock bottom moment. Yeah. Um, it prompted me to, to really think about my own situation. I was being a danger to my family. I was being a burden to my wife. Um, and that's not how I wanted to lead our lives. Mm. So I had to make a change. So that was your catalyst for change. So it, when you it said is. it was the worst thing and the best thing, you were putting your son in danger, but it was the wake up call you needed. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. what happened from there? Um, so I knew that I'm not smart enough to find a cure myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certainly not uh, wealthy enough to fund it. Right. So I did the next, bex- the, the next best thing, which is to give up my body for research mm-hmm. by getting involved in clinical trials. Um, and I did just like anybody would do at the time. I went online and searched Cure for Parkinson's. <laughs> Google. Yeah, Google. Cure well, actually, for back Parkinson's. then, it, Google wasn't. A, it, Google had just started back then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Ask or, or, Jeeves. Wow, that's <laughs> or, a throwback or, reference. Or, or, that's or, when you know you're a seasoned athlete. Every yeah. time I talk to people who are over forty, I get these stories about you know the internet didn't exist when yes, when yeah. I first started, or you know this this is the first Ask Jeeves reference exactly. that I've had on the show. But that's how you know it's a seasoned yeah. athlete podcast. Seriously. <laughs> um, so I, you know you scout the internet looking for looking for a cure, and of course I didn't find it. I did find that there were a lot of clinical trials out there that was starving for participants. So that was how I was going to help. And then I just, that's that's what I was going to do. I was going to educate myself and I was going to participate in clinical trials and maybe maybe one, you know, one of those trials happens to be the cure and I'll be the first to get it. That would be pretty cool. I mean, it's still a very selfish Mm -hmm. way of thinking, right? Because it's still all about how, how, how can I get me better how yeah. can I get me 
better? How can I cure yeah. it for me? Yeah, but at the same time, if you cure it for you, yeah. you might be curing it for others. It's sort of, I, I, I connect it to my motivation for doing this podcast. <laughs> and I tell people this all the time, like, a big motivation for me doing this podcast is for me yeah. because <laughs> I get inspired by every single person I talk to and it motivates me, but I also hope to help others exactly. get motivated as well. So it's okay yeah. to be selfishly motivated in that way, especially in a way that will help others. Absolutely. And, and that, I mean, that, that realization didn't come for me until much later though. I mean, at this point it was still all about me, right? Yeah. Um, what I did notice is that a lot of these clinical trials had one thing in common and that's physical activity. Yeah. Whether or not it's a questionnaire about how much exercise do you do or what types of exercises do you do to actually being in a forced exercise study with physical therapists. Um, I noticed that the more I moved, the better I felt. How about that? How about it, right? <laughs> I mean, you think now now, now it's easy because now it's common sense. Now right? you know, but at yeah. the time that had to have been a little bit it was, jarring or mind-blowing. It or was a little bit mind-blowing. It's like, hey, you know what? I'm actually feeling better. So I started incorporating a lot of uh, exercise into my daily life. Um, I would walk around the block with my wife, my family. And that had to have been nice for your family as well, just for your connection with them. Yes, and, and definitely. And, you know, the first eight years of, of the darker times, you know, I've, I've become more distant with the family because it's it's hard yeah. you know everybody when, when you get get together in a, in a, a thanksgiving or a christmas um everybody knows i have parkinson's but right. nobody wants to ask about it right, right it becomes very awkward sure yeah right? they don't want to make you uncomfortable they don't, and, and don't want to make themselves uncomfortable exactly yeah. and and then you know they'll they'll come and ask hey jimmy how you doing <laughs> and you can see it in their eyes right so so you really just don't you don't want to create the, the awkward moment. Yeah. So you, They're like, what's new? Yeah, and you're like, like still oh, have Parkinson's. I was like, hey, you know what? Everything's <laughs> fine. I'm good. Yeah, right? yeah. But then they're not learning about the disease. They're not, I'm not educating them about, you know, how things are. I'm, I'm not telling them about how I'm dealing with it. Yeah. So as you can see over time, that awkward dance, nobody wants to do it and how you can become more and more distant to your, even your friends and family. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, as, as time progressed, I, I, I know that now that, by sharing the stories, everybody can be open with it. And sometimes we can even joke around. And it's okay to joke around um, as long as, as I'm okay with it and everybody else is comfortable around yeah. it. Yeah, if they see you it's have okay. a sense of humor about yeah. it, absolutely. it disarms them a little bit Absolutely, as well. yeah. absolutely. And it makes everybody closer together. Yeah. yeah. So you start going on these walks with your family, yes. brought you closer together, you're starting to get exercise. And then what happened from there? How, and when was this? What so year was this? This is 2010. Okay. I started uh, walking with the family. Um, and, uh, you know, just walking around the block once, I would add distance, two blocks, three blocks. Um, and then ultimately I started working a little bit, run, running or, you know. Like a run, run walk. Like a run walk, yeah. run for a minute and walk for two. And next thing you know, I was running nonstop um, for short distances. And then that short distances became longer and longer. I just kept pushing the boundaries because I realized that after a, a period of exercise, I would feel better. Mm -hmm. uh, my off periods, which is the periods where my medicine isn't working um, so well um, to mask my symptoms, um, during those periods would be shorter. Yeah. Um, and that I also noticed that uh, even when I'm on, on medicine, um, my medicine was more effective as I exercised. Yeah. Um, so I just kept pushing and kept adding distance. Next thing you know, I was doing 5Ks, and next thing you know, I was doing 10Ks. <laughs> this is why we have too many to count. Yes, this yeah. is why we have too many to count. Um, and then, you know, half marathons, and then ultimately I did my first marathon, and I just, 
I just kept going. Yeah. And how did that affect you? First of all, how did that affect you physically? Because prior to that, you were walking with a cane. You had gained a lot of weight. You weren't very mobile. What changes were you seeing physically as time went on? Well, the first thing is is that uh, as I'm I'm losing weight, mm-hmm. right? That that's the first thing that. Um, but it's not just that I'm making my body stronger. Yeah. Um, more capable of handling stress, uh, and I'm building endurance. With Parkinson's, one of the um, symptoms is actually fatigue, and it could hit you at any moment. It's like a wall; it's just smacking you in the face, and then all of a sudden you're down. All you want to do is lay down or sit down. Um, but as I trained more and more endurance, I noticed that those fatigue moments are shorter, mm-hmm. uh, and that, um, and, and sometimes they, I mean, it never really goes away, but when it does happen, I'm able to pull out of it yeah. faster. So than, they were less, was. less impactful. They were less, less impactful. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, physically I, I, I was noticing that and, and, um, you know, I, I kept thinking to myself, you know, what else can I do? Right. So I just kept pushing it. Um, And that often happens, you know, that (laughs) happens with a lot of people. I talk to people on my show all the time. It's like, sorry, with this one little thing that I'm just going to try for fun. And then it's like, (laughs) oh, what's the next thing? I Mm -hmm. mean, for me, it's it's for Spartan Race. Like, that's how it started with me. I just did it as a as an opportunity to bond with people that I train. And they're like, that's great. We had fun. And I said, oh. Well, I'm going to do this next one and this next one and this longer and you one, keep this going. longer one. So I get it. I totally get it. Right. So you kept pushing. Yep. Yeah. And so, if, uh, um, so yeah. T- and then how did it affect you like emotionally, mentally, spiritually, emotionally? How, how did these changes affect I you? I always, I always joke that once I completed my first official 5k where there was, I was actually timed and I was actually participating in a race, uh, I crossed the finish line. Um, and I realized one thing that, that, um, I shouldn't be celebrating that much just to finish a 5K, right? Mm-hmm. But yet, because I'd lived with Parkinson's, um, it was a moment to celebrate. And my friends around me who, who watch me train have um, encouraged me along the way. I realized that at that moment, I was actually happy, okay? So that was the beginning of what I call the runner's high. So, <laughs> yep. so, so emotionally, you know, I, I realized that, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, I have Parkinson's. But for the first time in a long time, I'm feeling happy about it, you know, about what I'm doing for myself and for my family. Yeah. Um, so I just kept, same thing, I just kept pushing. And I think that, that runner's high uh, kept extending itself. And ultimately, running became, or exercise became my medicine. Yeah. And over time, uh, you know, a lot of people who, a lot of people with Parkinson's who, who does a lot of exercise like I do have reported the same thing. Over time, they actu- were actually able to, uh, reduce the number of meds that we take. Yeah. You know, um, so, and that in itself is a mental confidence boost. Right? Yeah, that has to feel amazing because you, really you're probably, is. for a period of time, you were probably resigned to the fact that I'm going to be on this many medications, possibly more for the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah. And this is just the thing I have to deal with. And then to to be in this place where you're you're physically well enough to reduce the medications like how how did that feel to to start being able to do that yeah i mean it's great and you know uh, what the other thing that's about that is that you know you have to have a great care team around you mm-hmm. right and i'm not just talking about doctors right uh, your care team is 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 my is my doctors it's my um, uh, trainers mm-hmm. it's my family yeah that's that's my care team and uh, you know to have to have them around me and to keep pushing me and keep moving me in in the right direction it, absolutely it's, it's amazing and and it you're 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 building that that's that sense of 
that mental um, bliss. Yeah, right? yeah. To know um, that you're so supported in so many different areas. Yeah, you just absolutely feel blessed. Yeah. You know? and, and, that, well, and the interesting thing about that is I think that's very relatable for people, regardless of the Parkinson's thing. Because to, to be able to pursue things that make you happy, it really helps to have a supportive crew around you, whether, whether you need doctors or not, but definitely family, yep. definitely coaches and trainers. Um, to, to be able to have that support system makes it easier. If you have people who are not supporting you or think that what you're doing is dumb or you know anything <laughs> like that, it's going to make it that much harder. So it really is so helpful to have people in your corner. And it sounds Absolutely. like that's been huge for you. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and I've gotten involved in many communities, right? Uh, so when I started running, um, I got involved in the running community mm -hmm. and everybody is just so supportive of each other and, uh, and of, of what I'm trying to do. Uh, and then later when I started strength training, you know, the CrossFit community, I got in, in, into that. And again, just super yeah. supportive. Uh, when I got involved with the Michael J. Fox Foundation and I'm raising funds and raising awareness, um, I got to meet other people like me, yeah. um, other people like my wife, um, others who have the same goal of finding a cure. Uh, but having that sense of community, it was just really incredible. And then now with the obstacle course community, uh, whether it's um, with uh, Spartan Racing or the American Ninja Warrior yeah. community. Yeah, oh, we haven't even gotten into that yeah. yet. <laughs> but that, you know, th these are all communities that have supported me, and, and, and hopefully I'm, I'm able to return that favor as well. But just that, that sense of community is, is absolutely important to, to, to a sense of growth and, and, uh, and, and healing for, in, in terms of my journey at least. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about your first uh, marathon, mm -hmm. 2012 Chicago Marathon. Yes. Uh, and then you, that was a charity race that you did for the Michael J. Fox Foundation? It is, yep. Tell me about that experience. So when I, when I crossed the finish line of my first half marathon, which is in 2012, I knew I was going to do, I wanted to do a marathon. Um, but it was, I wanted to do the Chicago Marathon. It was only a few weeks away. <laughs> so I went straight from a half marathon to a full marathon in, in a matter of a couple of weeks. But the there was no more bibs left it's a mm -hmm. very popular race yeah. it was sold out and the only way in was via charity so um i didn't have a lot of hope because i contacted the american cancer society they said they're completely out of bibs and i was like you know what why not try to find something that's related to parkinson's and then i found that the michael j fox foundation had bibs for the race so i contacted them and there was they said hey you know what we've got one bib and to this day i honestly think that that it was meant for me. That's fate. Oh, yeah. And so, but in order to do this, um, I had to commit to raising money mm -hmm. for the Fox Foundation. And I only had a few weeks to do it. And I had to raise uh, $2,000. Um, but at the same time, in order to do this, um, I think in order for me to su be successful in raising money, I had to open up and tell my story to more and more people. My, my friends... Um, the social media community, and I just started sharing my story. Hey, these are the things that I'm doing. I'm training this hard, and this is what training is making me feel. This is what I'm doing. Uh, you know, like Parkinson's is causing my right leg to drag, and, and these are the things that I'm doing to, to help improve that, to help improve my running gait so I can run longer and better and more efficient. Um, and I think sharing that experience with other people, they're learning, and it really opened up, and um, it really allowed them to engage with me as well. So in that few weeks' time, I was able to raise uh, just over $5,000. Wow. Um, and I was able to share my story with a whole new community of people. Um, and that 
and remember leading up to this point, uh, I had that eight years of, of just living in the dark with, yeah. with the disease. In, in just a few weeks of time, when I decided to run the marathon and get involved with the Michael J. Fox Foundation, I raised $5,000. I shared my story. I did more good for my community, for my Parkinson's community, for myself in those few weeks than I did in that first eight, eight years combined. Eight years, yeah. And that's just a mind-blowing moment for me. Yeah. And so that was, that was like the big, like, that, yeah. the Oprah aha moment. You know, yeah. absolutely. And, and ever since that moment, um, I've always, my mantra is now, what can I do today that's more than yesterday? Yeah. If it's one more step, one more rep, you know, how can I improve myself? Yeah. Help people in, Help. in, 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 in a bigger way. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so cool. That's so cool. All right. So you mentioned American Ninja Warrior. I did. How did you get into that? So, um, you know, as I was getting running and becoming more and more fit, uh, my daughter, who uh, was into watching the television series and she was really into the show and she's every season that comes on, she'll say, hey, dad, why don't you try to get on the show? Not every excuse in the book. Right, I, I, I have Parkinson's. That was like a number one. That right? was number one excuse. You're like you thought that would be enough. Yeah, I've got Parkinson's. And <laughs> can we can we close this conversation? Right, <laughs> and, you know, and, and how many people with Parkinson's do you know that has the balance to be mm-hmm. able to to do these things? How many about? people without Parkinson's do you know yeah, that have and the balance and, and, to do that? And I've been a runner, and I have no upper body strength. Right, right. So you know, how can you expect me to hang on and, and do these obstacles? So for for two or three years, she pushed me pretty hard to try to get on. I had an excuse every year until 2016 uh, when another person with Parkinson's actually she was the first person with Parkinson's to compete on the show her name is Allison um, when my daughter saw her compete she immediately turned to me and say what's your excuse that's awesome <laughs> so you know what I, and, and I thought to myself I said you know what's it going to hurt if I applied right they're probably not going to do it again because they've done the story mm-hmm. right it's been there done that so but at the same but at least I'm making my daughter happy and letting her know that I'm not afraid to try um, so I'm, we submitted uh, an application, and to my surprise, they called me and said, hey, we're going to give you a shot. And that was 2017. I had my first shot. I did fairly well, I, th- I thought, for my first year. Yeah. Um, and then they brought me back again last year for my second attempt. Yeah. And uh, both times I did it, uh, you know, with, for Parkinson's research. And really it's my first time that I, that I realized that um, what I say now, um, others are watching. Yeah. Um, so it's... It, what started as all about all self-preservation. Now I'm given this platform. Now there's a camera in front of me. There's microphones in front of me. I'm given this platform. I might as well take that and try to do something good with it. Encourage others in my position, you know, with park, living with Parkinson's to get up and move. Encourage others facing any type of adversity to get up and move and overcome their own obstacles. Um, and then, of course, more importantly, to uh, raise some awareness for Parkinson's research, hopefully some funds, um, and, uh, you know, help. There's, there, there's a good momentum going now uh, for Parkinson's research. And uh, we just want to keep that going. Yeah. You know. And you, what you said, that people are watching. That, yeah. And it started with your daughter. Absolutely. You know, she was the one that was watching. And yeah. she was the one that you were giving the excuses to. Yeah. And now you were able to get out there and show that, you know, why there are no excuses. Why limit yourself? Exactly. To, to her, I'm, I'm, I'm just dead. Yeah. I'm not a person with Parkinson's because she's never known me to be without it. This is the normal for yeah. her, right? And to her, it is normal for me to go out and run 
26 miles. Normal for her for, for me to go out and ride a bike for, for 100 miles. So why not? Why not do you know, uh, obstacle courses. Yeah. To her, she's like, why are you saying no to this? Yeah. You can, you're a Superman. It, that's, you're it, my superhero. You can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. She's my super kid. <laughs> well, and it's good that she, you know, it's for, through her eyes. She can help you absolutely get out there and push your, yeah. push yourself past your self-imposed limits yeah. and to comes, encourage others. It comes full circle because now we train together. Uh, cause she's been involved with, uh, obstacle course training ever since she was pushing me to go on. Uh, she finished eighth in the nation last year mm-hmm. in, in competitions. Um, she's actually going to be competing on American Ninja Warrior Junior that's airing in October. How cool. So now we've got a family yeah. legacy. We've got a <laughs> multi generation. We've got a multi generation ninjas. ninjas, yeah. But, you know, her and I, we train together and we ha- I have a lot of fun doing it. Um, she challenges me, she pushes me, and I do the same for her. I love that yeah. fitness movement activity. That is what's brought your family closer yeah, together absolutely. in all of this. And, and everything keeps getting bigger and bigger for you in regards to exposure, in regards to public eye. But ultimately, it comes down to your family. Exactly. And, and if you don't have that, like none of this, it will, I'd say if you didn't have that, everything else would be harder, right? Absolutely. So, absolutely. And, and to have a, um, a, a, as supportive of, uh, of a person behind me like my wife, uh, without her, nothing that I do today happens. Yeah. What's her name? Her name is Cheryl. We got to give her props. Oh yeah, she's. <laughs> uh, she she is. You know, they say they always say, "Who's your better half?" Mm-hmm. She is the better half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like no argument. There's no argument there. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. All right. So, let's speak. We've been talking a lot about Parkinson's, yeah. but you're 43 years old, uh-huh. and that's that's the the main focus of this podcast. So let's talk about age a little bit. Has age affected you in any way as uh, in in your bigger and bigger pursuits? Um, well, you know, certainly, uh, I'll be honest, uh, my joints are feeling a lot of the, the obstacle course training that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, you could some people can say that's age or you can think of it as uh, just training. Right. Because, right? yeah, you're going to be sore. You're going to be tired. Yep. And there's probably you probably have a fine line between, you know, what is this? What is me just getting older and what is Parkinson's? And yeah, absolutely. You know. And you know what? For me, um, I always treat any type of uh, ailment or anything that I feel as its own um, thing first. So if my if my elbows are hurting, right, I'm gonna treat that as you know whether that's whether it's elbow tendonitis or whatever it might be. I'm gonna treat that first. I'm not gonna immediately think, oh, that's a byproduct of Parkinson's, right? Right? Because if I can if I can get it better or if I can you know treat it um, outside of the Parkinson's realm, right, it will allow me to keep keep going. Yeah. Now. If, if it turns out that it is something caused uh, as a, a byproduct of Parkinson's, then I've got to find a different way to do it, right? Because Parkinson's will cause me to have bad form, mm-hmm. and I've got to make adjustments to that. Um, so you, you're right. It is a fine line between what's age and what's Parkinson's. But I think um, the amount of training that I do allows me to be more uh, mindful of what my body is feeling. And I think um, that has helped me make that distinction. And it's worked so far. So yeah. I'm, I'm knocking on wood. Um, hopefully I, I'm, I'm able to keep that up and yeah. keep pushing, but I am in the best shape of my life. You, and, you look like you're in amazing shape and, and, and you, know and you don't look 43 either. Oh, well, thank like, you. It's because I've shaved my head and yeah, I and, saw you outside the room and I'm like, I'm like, I'm not talking to that guy. He's too young to come <laughs> sit with me. Well, it's easy when the grays don't show, you know, right, that's true. You have an excellent point. So yeah, advice. If you don't want gray, just shave your just head. Shave your head. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I, 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 I like your point about kind of figuring out what is causing 
the problem. It's almost like it's a triage. Yeah. Like start with the actual location right. of the pain, treat that, and then if it doesn't go away, then we have to kind of look on a more global scale. And, and I think that applies to everything we do in life, mm-hmm. right? Um, when you're faced with some type of adversity uh, and, there's, and, 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 and you're trying to get through it, and every little thing that happens on top of that, right? Because we all had situations in our lives where things are snowballing, yeah. right? Um, but as, as the, the, the bad luck or the bad things are piling on, if you, th- if you believe that the underlying cause of it is the, is the original adversity, whatever that is you're facing, then you're never going to treat those individual things that pile on as, as, as its own um, symptom or, or, right. you know, or uh, obstacle. Right, then you're more likely to just let it go mm-hmm. and 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 let things pop. Or just on. feel burdened by it. You feel burdened it or feel by like it. You right. can't. It's, it's easier it's to give a, up. It's not a solvable problem. Right. And, it, and it's an interesting metaphor because this could be physical, this could be emotional, but just yeah. it, you know, we all have little things that pile on in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And if we can handle those things one thing at a time, it doesn't become a massive weight. On absolutely. Us. So. Yeah. So that's an excellent analogy or metaphor, yeah. you know, for anything you can be dealing Life with. Life is an obstacle course. Yes. Right? <laughs> and uh, if you go out on an obstacle course, you're not just, if you look at it, you know, here at World Championships in Tahoe, are you doing this race? I am. I awesome. am. I'll be going, I'll be, I'll be racing on Sunday. I am too. All right. Yeah. Hope to see you out there. Yeah. So uh, if you were, this is a really big course out here. It's, it's a really big course. Yeah. I've done this twice and it's a really big course. And if you allow yourself to think about the massiveness of the entire course, it can be daunting and scary. Absolutely. But if you just go out there and put one foot in front of the other and take one obstacle at a time, That's it. then yep. you can handle it. You'll get it done. You'll get your medal. You'll get your banana. And you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very cliche, right, to say you're taking one obstacle at a time. But, you know, I've, that, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Cliches exist for a reason. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, whether or not it's, it's, it's trying to run a marathon, you take it one step at a time yeah. because ultimately you need to take roughly 40,000 steps to get to the, to the finish line. Right. Yeah. If you or, think about it that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's one step at <laughs> a time. Every step you take, you're closer to the finish line. Yeah. Every step you take. Right. And same thing with Spartan races, uh, obstacle course, like American Ninja Warrior. Uh, you know, you're not going to get to the next obstacle until you finish the first one. That's true. So you focus on what's in front of you. Yeah. And so every aspect of your life, just focus on the next Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Love it. Um, so what's next for you besides this weekend? We already know, and this is going to air after this weekend anyway. So um, <laughs> what what's next? Well, you know, hopefully they'll give me another shot on American Ninja Warrior. So they always say the third time's the charm. Yeah. Right. So maybe uh, they'll give me another shot to get to get on the show. So I'm I'm going to be training as of as if I will be given a third shot until they told me no. Um, and then you just do the next year. You just keep, <laughs> keep trying to show up. But I think, I think they'll give you another shot. But you know what? I, I, I just keep pushing myself. I will find the next, I will find the next thing, uh, whether or not it's doing more Spartan races uh, or, um, you know, I've got a couple of things up my sleeves uh, that, that, that I can't reveal yet, but let's just say it involves 24-hour endurance. Um, that's one thing. Another thing that I that that I'm working on may or may not involve a world record. Hmm. Um, so you know, we'll just see where we'll see where this journey takes me. That's so cool. <laughs> I love that you're just living big and you're living limitless. Oh well, you know what? You got to push about. You have to push your boundaries. Yeah. Because as soon as you reach that goal, what's there to? What else do you have to reach for? Yeah. Right. Then you have nothing to be excited about. You got anymore. nothing to be excited yeah. for, and you just keep keep pushing that goal out, and then you go after it. Yes. If you can get it, it's too easy. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and tell me how much, how much money have you raised for, for the Michael J. Fox Foundation? So since 2012, uh, my wife and I have raised well over $250,000 for the Michael J. Fox Foundation. And the, 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 the biggest part of that is that every penny went directly to research. Amazing. Um, Michael J. Fox Foundation is uh, one of the leanest operating charities out there. And when you get involved with Team Fox, which is the grassroots fundraising arm for the Michael J. Fox Foundation, um, every penny that Team Fox members raise goes directly to research. Zero dollars goes to administrative costs. Amazing. So that's, that's, that's important because we are making huge strides uh, in the research realm. Um, and we're going to keep pushing forward. Yeah. And how amazing would it be to find a cure in the midst of all of this? It, it, it would be. You know, I, I truly believe that we will find one during my lifetime. Um, and what I'm doing now with exercise and uh, living the best I can is I'm buying myself time so that when the cure comes, I can take to the full advantage, you know, because yeah. who knows how, how I will have progressed by then. Um, but, you know, the, the less there is to turn around, the, the better chance I have. Yeah, absolutely. So before we wrap up today, I always ask my athletes on the show for one last piece of advice. One piece, if you could give one piece of advice to our listeners today, right. what, would you, what would you give to them? You know, it's, uh, I said this after my first uh, attempt on American Ninja Warrior, and uh, it is the hardest step is that first step. You know, it, it, it's easy to talk about running marathons. It's easy to talk about, uh, you know, um, doing Ironmans and triathlons and things like that. But until you take that first step and start your training, until you take that first step and, and actually do it, you're not getting anywhere. So take that first step, no matter how scary it is. That's right. And I like that you mentioned training because for some people it's just getting into a gym or, right. you know, getting out and taking a, going for a walk. Even. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't, you don't have to, you know, running isn't everybody's cup of tea, right? Yeah, that is true. Let, let's be honest. <laughs> you know what? Um, and, and, and even for, if, for anybody out there, uh, if, if moving means going out to the garden and planting a new flower bed, right? Do mm -hmm. it. Do it. Do it. That's, that's exercise. That's exercise. And that's more than you did yesterday. Yeah. And so I, I don't know, I, I, I feel like you and I should challenge our listeners to, to take that first step to something new. Def definitely. If you're an athlete already, what's the newest goal that you can make for yourself and what's that next first step? And if you're not already an athlete, what's that first step you can take just to, to move, to be active? So, Absolutely. So, yep. Jimmy, are you with me on that challenge? I am. I am with you. And you know what? I, I, I love, to, love to follow other people as they start their journey, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, I'm, I'm on social media, so if people want to find me, and I love to follow along because it, it, it really helps push me along. I think inspiration is a two-way street, yeah. right? People say, Jimmy, you're an inspiration. No, no, no. I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing because I see other people's doing the same things, and that inspires me to keep pushing. Yeah. So it's a two-way street. Inspiration is a two-way street. It is. See, and people don't believe they can be inspirations to others, but... Every single person I talk to on this podcast inspires me. I've been told I inspire others. Yeah. And so if you're listening right now, surely you inspire somebody in some way. Absolutely. Whether it's about fitness, whether it's about activities, whether it's about something you do in your life, uh, we can all be inspirations to Someone others. Someone is always watching, yeah. right? Someone, Someone is always, is always watching. watching. You may not know who's watching, but your actions are being noticed. Yeah, and it could be, a, you know, it could be your family, a child, yeah. a spouse, a stranger, someone you work with, or... Millions of people watching American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how can people, you said people can contact you. Uh, how, how can people follow you on social media? So um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram uh, at JC Fox Ninja. 
So I was dubbed as the Fox Ninja. Fox Ninja. Because uh, every because ninja of my gets work. a name. Everybody, every ninja yeah. gets gets a name. Um, so Jace, at JC Fox Ninja for both Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and uh, I also have a personal website. It's um, www.thefoxninja.com. Very cool. So definitely follow Jimmy on social media. I'm about to as soon as we're done. <laughs> and then um, if people want to learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation, how can they do that? Yes, you can just go to michaeljfox.org. Um, and you can get information on the disease, on, on care, uh, on research. Um, and then also, if you feel so inclined, to make a donation as well. Yeah. And can people join the, like, the running teams and oh, things course. like that? Uh, teamfox.org, again, is the Michael J. Fox Foundation's uh, uh, fundraising arm. And uh, in it, it every, just about every major race you can think of, you can, pop, you can sign up for and, and join the team. Remember, every penny that is raised goes directly to research. Yeah, so a great, a great cause to get behind, a great charity, and knowing your money is going to the research, that makes it all that much better. So if you're looking to uh, get out there and run or race or do something for a cause, this is an excellent cause to get behind. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, Jimmy, thank you so much for being on the Season Athlete Podcast. Oh I, like I like I said, when I got the information about the people that I could talk to today, you were on the top of my list. Oh, well, I really you. wanted to talk to you. I really wanted to know about, more about your story. I'm so glad I did because, like you said, we all inspire each other and you absolutely inspire me. And I hope that your you know people listening can be inspired by you as well. So best of luck in all of your future endeavors. And I don't even like to say about Best of luck. Have fun. Yes. Like have, have a blast. Fun. Oh, have yeah. a fun in the race tomorrow. Oh yeah. And have fun in everything you do. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. That's what I'm gonna do. Just go out there, have fun. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. It's really a pleasure and an honor. Thank you. All right, seasoned athletes. Here are my top three takeaways from Jimmy Choi. Number one, movement is life. For Jimmy, movement and physical activity has been the key to helping him live a productive and active life with Parkinson's disease. It took him from a dark place to the national stage on American Ninja Warrior. Our bodies are meant to move, so get up and get active. Number two, the hardest step is the first step. We can talk all day about doing bold, difficult challenges, but until you take that first step, you aren't going anywhere. The first step may seem like a big leap, but once you take that step, everything else gets easier. And number three, inspiration is a two-way street. If someone inspires you, chances are you inspire someone else. Let that fire you up to believe in yourself and push yourself to new endeavors. You never know who you will inspire next. Thanks again to Jimmy Choi. And be sure to follow him at JC Fox Ninja on Instagram and Jimmy Choi Fox Ninja on Facebook. Thanks for listening to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. The music you heard in this episode is from rock star extraordinaire Jason Achilles. Learn more about him at jasonachilles.com. Do you know someone who would make a great guest on this show? Or do you have a unique and inspirational story to share? Shoot us an email, seasonedathlete at gmail.com. Check out our entire library of episodes and get to know our distinguished seasoned athlete alumni at seasonedathlete.me. And if you live in the Los Angeles area and are feeling super inspired to train like a seasoned athlete, visit rutsm.com and learn about how to train with me to help bring out the seasoned athlete in you. Now go out there and embrace your extraordinary, my fellow seasoned athletes, because you so can.